All right, all right. So, um, what movie are we going to get into? I'll let you know in just a second, but a couple of things real quick. Um, the way you all serve is just incredible to me. So many of you jump in during the week, and on the weekends, you give of your time. So many of you give financially. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, one of the things that we do on the first Sunday of every month is we put together some what we call foster boxes. We have some boxes in the lobby. We have 10 of them available, and you can take one of those boxes. There's a supply list. You fill that uh, box with those supplies, and then you deliver it to one of our group foster homes. We, we support 10 or 11 group foster homes here in the valley, and uh, we want to love them in very practical ways. And one of the best ways to do that is just taking some boxes and some supplies and delivering them to those uh, group foster homes. Uh, one of the cool stories that we were in, uh, we had a board meeting uh, this, this week, and it was an awesome meeting. And one of the things we talked about, we heard some stories, but we talked about our partnership with foster group homes. And uh, we heard the story that there are some individuals, I think four or five individuals in the church, who are so passionate about these foster kids being involved in a student ministry that they drive and pick them up in places like Glendale and uh, Queen Creek and bring them to the church on Sunday nights so they can be involved with our student life here on Sunday nights. And then they drive them back to their group foster home. And I think Ryan said they're in their car like three, three and a half hours on Sunday just so these kids can be present in this place, which... It's, um, it's one of the only consistent things in their life, and that is so important for these foster kids who have felt abandoned in so many ways. So thank you to those volunteers who drive and make that possible. If you want to help out with foster kids, grab a box on your way out. I love it that the first service usually takes all 10, and the second service is left out. And then... Um, as you heard in the video, on the 14th of March, we have our serve day, and so there's a number of ways you can get involved. What'd I say? Just correct me if I'm wrong. Can you believe it's May already? Man, you know, one of the things, like in church, I always wanted, I, I wanted it to be less formal and a little bit more, you know, just kind of give and take, but... I think we've gone way overboard <laughs> when you guys just yell at me when I make a little mistake. I get home and my kids have a list of things that I said that was wrong. Okay. Here we are, uh, week two of At the Movies, one of my favorite uh, series of the year. I love it. I love the creativity. I love uh, watching some movies and finding uh, ways that faith and film come together. And here's why we do it. I said it last week. I'm going to try to say it every week. Jesus taught using parables. He, he taught using stories because stories have a way of drawing us in and helping us learn something about ourselves and learn something about God. That, that was the power behind the parables that Jesus told. And in many ways, movies, uh, modern movies, can, if, if we pay attention, if, if, we, if we listen, if we open our hearts, we can find some correlation uh, to our lives and, and maybe to who God is. And so I'm super excited. Here's the deal about this week. 
Uh, last week was funny. We had some fun times. We sang a little bit of the Beatles songs, which was good. Uh, this week is going to be a little bit more difficult for us. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and just warn you up front that there might be some tears in the room today if you will open your heart and your mind um, to maybe what God wants to do. I, I think there's a couple different angles that we're going to enter today on. One of them has to do with some of the um, maybe pain that we've experienced in life and how we get past that pain or how we walk and journey with that pain in our lives. And some of it maybe um, could have to do with the pain that we've caused others. And being honest about some of the ways maybe we've, we've hurt some people in the past and we, we might need to, to we, there might be some business for us to deal with from something in the past. But here's where uh, the, 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 the playing field is level for us. Every person in this world will experience pain caused by another person in life. What we do with that pain, how we, how we journey with that pain, not only affects us, but affects the people we love the most. And at times, the pain that has been caused to us, if we don't deal with it, actually can cause more pain to the people who are um, most vulnerable and distant from that pain. So here's the deal. If you ever watched Mr. Rogers, you, you, you thought to yourself, I mean, is he real? Is, I mean, it's a character, right? It's just so cheesy. I mean, Mr. Rogers in so many ways, if, you, if you've seen Mr. Rogers, you think you scratch your head and you're like, nobody can really be like this. Mr. Rogers was an interesting individual. I never met him, but from what I read, very interesting individual. He studied a number of different things. He studied music, which is why there's music throughout uh, uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and, and his TV show, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Uh, he, he then really began to study to be a pastor, which, I mean, who would do that? You've got to be crazy <laughs> to study to be a pastor. Mr. Rogers then connected with film and TV especially and began to understand that, that his specific calling in life was to help children um, deal with, understand the emotions that they would feel throughout the different circumstances of life. And so we're going to journey through this movie, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and uh, as you can see, uh, Tom Hanks played Mr. Rogers, and he has a friend uh, in the film, his name is Lloyd, and I'm, I'm just going to ask you to, to, to set aside the cheese factor. It's going to get a little cheesy um, at times, but I want to I just ask you to just open your heart to maybe what God might lead you to today. Can we do that together? And so the introduction... Uh, of the movie was just like Mr. Rogers if you watched him on TV, so feel free to sing along. <laughs> Hi, 
Hi everyone, it's Cameron and Lindsay here with another week of At The Movies. Uh, again, due to copyright issues, we can't show you the clip today, uh, but we'll try to describe it and set it up for you, and then you can scan the code at the end uh, if you actually want to take uh, yourself to another page to watch the clip. Yeah, yeah, but this movie this yeah. week is so powerful, so, so well written, and so well performed by Tom Hanks, and he stars as Mr. Rogers in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. It's an awesome movie. I hope you get a chance to watch it. Mm -hmm. And um, this opening scene is, it just takes you back to Mr. Rogers. I yeah. love Mr. Rogers growing up. Me too. And uh, so you have the trolley in the neighborhood of make-believe, mm -hmm. and then it zooms out, just like the opening credits of Mr. Rogers' yeah. uh, TV program. Mm -hmm. And he has a picture board. Yeah, the picture board is kind of cool. It's in his Mr. Rogers way, he sits us down, he's talking to us, the viewers, and he's just setting up a storyline for the film. And he shows us this picture board and he starts to introduce us to who's behind each door. And so he opens door one, it's Lady Aberlin. Um, and then door two is King Friday. Door three is um, the mailman, what's his name? Mr. McFeely. McFeely. Which always and reminds me of my dad, because my dad was a, a postman. So I'm like, <laughs> I love, love Mr. McFeely. Yeah, yeah. And then the last door is our main character, played by Matthew Reese, mm -hmm. Lloyd. Yep. And Lloyd's face is beat up, mm -hmm. and we'll find out why if you watch the movie. Um, but Mr. Rogers says, hey, this is my friend, and he's uh, having a bad day. Yeah. You know, and yeah. not just because of his face, but because it's been hard to forgive. And that's going to be one of the main themes in this movie. Yeah. Um, but he's actually, Mr. Rogers starts talking about forgiveness, and he says this line in this clip. He says, forgiveness is a decision we make to release a person from the feelings of anger we have. Yeah. It's really powerful. Yeah, I love how he just broke it down right away and you start to realize that the theme throughout this movie is just about healing and forgiveness, especially for our new friend Lloyd. And I love that Mr. Rogers also says, you know, sometimes it's hardest to forgive those that we love. And so I just, I was excited from the get-go watching this movie. Um, the way it was set up and I hope that you guys will watch it too but for now let's take a listen to what Matt has to say about this clip. So if you've seen the movie, you know Lloyd Vogel is a journalist and he works for Esquire magazine. Now this is all based on a true story that actually happened. Lloyd Vogel was known for his brutal honesty in his journalism and sometimes some anger that came out on the people he chose to write about. 
And when he was asked to do a, uh, an article on Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, the people around Mr. Rogers were a little bit nervous about what might happen. And so they tried to maybe keep their distance, but Fred Rogers read some of his articles and decided to go ahead with the, uh, the interview. And what happened in the movie from that, I'm sure there's a lot of stretching of you know, the true story, but what happened is that Mr. Rogers found that Lloyd Vogel had experienced some intense pain in his life, and that pain was making its way out in how he wrote, how he interviewed, how he lived, how he treated his wife and his son. Now, we're going to use his definition of forgiveness for our conversation today. I think it's a good definition. A decision we make to release a person from the feelings of anger we have at them. A lot of different ways to think about forgiveness, but I like the way that Mr. Rogers would often speak in a way that kids could understand what he was saying. A lot of times when we have pain that's caused to us, uh, we then get angry. Well, some of us get angry. Anybody in the room uh, struggle with anger? Don't raise your hand. Just throw something. (laughs) Uh, Kids understand that when something happens to them, inside there's an emotion that then often comes out whether they throw or hit or yell or scream or cry or whatever it is. And so Mr. Rogers was trying to help kids deal with those emotions. And forgiveness, he led them to understand, was a decision that can be made to release people from that anger that we, we feel, uh, regardless of what has been done to us. Scripture talks a lot about forgiveness. In fact, in the kingdom of God, forgiveness is a non-negotiable. Now, let me say that again. When it comes to God's kingdom and God's way, forgiveness is a non-negotiable both for us to experience as humans who experience pain caused by others, and and also um, forgiveness that we give, we grant to other people. It's just a non-negotiable. Jesus talks quite a bit about it. And here's the deal with forgiveness. Forgiveness oftentimes, uh, we, 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 I think, misunderstand. Forgiveness isn't as much about the other person as it is about us. Forgiveness does more in us, true forgiveness, than really it's doing for that other person. It's helpful and healthy for both, but it does so much for us. In Scripture, I'm going to start with a proverb. I did this last week. Proverbs are awesome. So no matter where you are with God, you might not even believe that there's a God out there um, there's some things in Scripture that are very helpful for all of us. And this, this uh, proverb is one I think that's, that, that, that is true. Hatred stirs up quor- quarrels. When, when there is hatred in us, when there is anger in us, it leads to some tension in life with people all around us. Would you agree with that? Yeah. But love, and, and love defined by Scripture itself, like self-giving love, can cover all offenses. Now, I'm not going to ask you if you agree with that yet. That's a little bit harder. It's a little bit more difficult. But the Bible suggests, Scripture suggests, Jesus suggests that that forgiveness and love is the best 
possible way to live life in a broken world. Um, now, before we jump into the next scene, I want a little psychology. So I'm going to try to hit every little piece. So some of you um, don't believe in God, so the Proverbs are great. They'll kind of draw you in, and I think you'll find some truth with Jesus that might surprise you. Uh, for some of you, 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 you kind of deal with emotions and psychology and the ways that we think and experience the world around us. There is uh, uh, an idea in psychology called the fundamental attribution error. Fundamental attribution error. And the question is, how do we explain the pay, pain caused by people? Both how do we explain it when it's caused by us, but how do we explain it when it's caused by others? When it comes to the pain that we cause, now stay with me. When it, when it comes to the pain that we cause others, most often we attribute it to the circumstances around us. When it comes to the pain that other people cause, we most often attribute it to their character. Do you see the difference? We believe it's a reflection of who they are. When, when it's pain that we caused, we, we attribute it to, to what's going on in our lives. We don't give that same grace to other people, which in psychology, the fundamental attribution error. So as you begin to think about the pain that has been caused to you, I wonder if at times you've attributed it to the character of that person, whether it be a parent, a grandparent, a teacher, a brother, a sister, a child. How do you credit that pain? Circumstances? You know, um, for me, one of the greatest... Um, I told myself I was going to get through today. I, I talked myself into keeping emotions out of it. One of the greatest journeys of forgiveness for me was my parents' divorce. And I've talked about this. And um, it's, it's interesting, no matter how many times we talk about the pain in our lives, you know, it still stirs up emotion in all of us. And so my parents' divorce, um, which happened when... I was uh, a freshman in high school, was painful. And I was angry for years, just so angry at my parents, both of them. You know, they both contributed to it. And um, I think I've even, I've mentioned for years, I intentionally did not tell my parents I loved them because there was just so much anger here. And I poured myself into sports to try to ignore it all. But no matter the pain you experience in life, like, it always just comes right back. You come face to face with it. And you want me to tell you when it was the hardest for me? So I played sports all through high, high school. And when I would walk off the football field or off the basketball court, and that was my escape, you know, the, the field of play, the basketball court. And I saw both my parents and I had to decide which one to go to. Thank you. And it wasn't, you know, for years I was angry at them, but there was so much there, circumstantially. I've told you my dad's father was an alcoholic who abused his family 
took his own life. My dad found him when he was 15. He had that in his life. My mom uh, had, a, had a painful relationship with her father. And at a certain point in their lives, they kind of went separate ways and just didn't talk, her and her father. And she was trying to understand how does she deal with all of that anger. So we had all of this stuff. And they didn't know how to deal with that. And in the marriage, it was difficult and painful. And um, that's, that's part of my story. You have your story. You have pain that you've experienced, maybe as a child, as an adult. And uh, forgiveness is difficult when the pain runs deep. Lloyd Vogel, in the movie, begins to realize, it. so his, his face and the picture board, uh, he, his nose was split. In the movie, I'm going to ruin the movie for some of you if you haven't seen it. It's because his dad punched him at his sister's wedding. <laughs> and um, he keeps playing it off like it was a, a, a play at home plate when he was playing softball with some friends, but his dad punched him. And he began to realize that so much of his anger had to do with his dad. His dad left him when he was a young child. So it was him and his sister and his mom. And he just had, he just had so much anger. And so Mr. Rogers, in a roundabout way, helps, and, and walk, he, he helps him walk towards forgiveness with his dad. And he helps him see the good in the person who caused him the most pain. So in this next scene, uh, we're going to see uh, Fred Rogers and Lloyd Vogel sitting across the table at a diner. And Lloyd has come to this understanding that his dad has just caused so much pain and emotion in him, and he's having a difficult time. And Mr. Rogers asks him to participate in an exercise that is quite uncomfortable, but changes uh, some things for him. Check this out. Hey, what's up everybody? Cameron and Lindsay back again to explain another clip for you from A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And I really like this clip because you see in a diner, Lloyd and Mr. Rogers just enjoying a meal together. And um, right away, Lloyd says this statement. He's like kind of confused, I think, as to why Mr. Rogers even has an interest yeah. in Lloyd. And he says, I bet you love me, people like me because I'm broken. And Mr. Rogers is like, I don't see you as broken. I see you as a man of conviction. I see you as a man who knows right from wrong. And it sort of just like opens up something, I think, in Lloyd. Like, he's always felt like he's been broken, but he didn't know he had these characters. Yeah, and, and we find out in the movie that Lloyd has a lot of baggage from his father. Mm -hmm. And um, I think blames a lot of his anger and frustration on his father. And Mr. Rogers in the scene gets at that. Mm -hmm. And you know, he even says, it's, you know, you, your father, think about the things that your father has taught you. Mm -hmm. And he suggests a moment of silence. And in the movie, they actually take a minute and Lloyd is like, I, I can't do that. I can't take a, a minute. And he says, think about all the people who loved us into being. Mr. Rogers yeah. says that. Think about all the people who loved us into being. Yeah. And they just sit there in silence. And it's actually pretty powerful. It is so powerful. It brought a tear to my eye when I actually sat back and 
reflected on that as well. And so super powerful to see Lloyd take that in and start to have emotion and realize like, you know, maybe I'm not as broken as I thought I was. So. And at the end, Mr. Rogers says, man, I feel so much better. <laughs> that was actually really funny. But what about you? Who are the people that loved you into being? Mm -hmm. Let's take a moment and think about those people. The same people who hurt us also love us into being. That's powerful, isn't it? I think about my parents that I felt like had caused all this pain as a high school student. They also taught me so many beautiful things about this world. See, my mom and dad have taught me to love people, all people. They taught me to work to give my life away. Yeah. Yeah. So did yours. Same people who maybe hurt you also loved you into being. Um, bitterness. Scripture talks a little bit about bitterness here and there, and, and bitterness often builds prisons for us. The anger and the bitterness that we, we often carry with us can, can build a prison, can hold us. And when we refuse to give forgiveness, when we refuse to forgive others, the very thing that we think is holding them is holding us. Um, forgiveness, on the other hand, like really opens those doors of the prison, takes those chains off, can lead us to freedom. Paul, one of the very first Christians, that's why he says this, get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and harsh words and slander as well as all evil behavior. Why? 
because those things tend to enslave us. Those, those things tend to put us in a prison. Instead, be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. He, he keeps coming back to this in a number of his letters. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see another one here in a couple minutes, but just as God through Christ has forgiven you, he, he wants us to understand that the very forgiveness we are to hand out is just an overflow of what we receive from the Father. And if we have a tough time handing forgiveness out or granting forgiveness, a lot of times it's because we haven't fully experienced the forgiveness and the love that God has for us. Um, another pastor uh, said this, I like this, forgiveness isn't pretending that something didn't happen. Forgiveness is deciding that it just doesn't hold you anymore. So it's not pretending. You know, sometimes we use the phrase forgive and forget, but most of the time we really can't forget, can we? So forgiveness is, is not just ignoring it or acting as if it didn't happen. Forgiveness is deciding that it's, not just, it's just not going to hold me anymore. It's not going to keep me in bondage. So Lloyd begins to experience this and understand, and he understands, as we all should, that his uh, inability to forgive his father is affecting his marriage and his parenting. And so he has a conversation with his wife about it. Hey everyone, we're back with another clip from the movie A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. And due to copyright issues, we can't show it for you. But uh, in this scene, Lloyd and his wife, Andrea, are walking in the park. Yeah, they meet up in the park. You can learn pretty immediately that they had a recent fight. Um, I think Lloyd left their house. Um, he didn't stay the night with them. And she was just kind of like left to pick up the pieces when he just kind of disappeared because he had an anger outburst of some sort. And so we're kind of meeting them back after that has happened personally. Yeah, and Lloyd, you can tell, starts to apologize yeah. um, and asks to sit down and, and begins to get pretty emotional. Yeah. Um, but he says basically, hey, when I get angry, I begin to push you away. And you can pick up that this is what he's learned from his dad mm -hmm. and he's looking at his son like I don't want to pass this on to my yeah. son. Yeah and he he's realizing too he really needs to start grappling with his feelings instead of just pushing her away in those moments and he actually says you know even though I may push you away I actually want the opposite I want you to be close because I you're everything I want you and my son are everything I want so I just love seeing that reconciliation of the two of them together. But, yeah, and it ends with them hugging. It's, yeah. a, it's a touching scene. Yeah, let's check out what Matt has to say.
he's referred to uh, his dad as Jerry through the whole movie. He doesn't even call him dad. And it's, when, you, when, when we can begin to understand how things inside us are affecting the most important relationships, that's a powerful thing. When he says to his wife, you know, I'm scared, and when I get scared, I get angry. And I know it feels like I'm pushing you away, but it's the opposite of what I want. Oh. If we can learn that, if we can begin to understand what we do with our emotions and how to walk with the people we love the most, it's a game changer. It's a game changer. So, um, you've, you've heard this. This is cliche. I told you it was going to get a little cheesy from time to time, so here you go. Hurt people hurt people. You've heard that, right? I thought we might need a smile at this point in the message. So, hurt people hurt people. And I just started to work that out a little bit more. And bitter people attack people. You've experienced that maybe. You've seen that. Healed people actually bring healing. Like the people who, who find healing, bring healing. That's what Scripture talks about. And then forgiven people forgive people. It's just connected. Those things are just all connected. And so this journey towards forgiveness is just so important. Paul, make allowance for each other's faults. He comes back to it again and again and again in the New Testament, building off the teachings of Jesus. Make allowance for each other's faults. Forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. And above all, clothe yourselves with love, which then binds us together. Rather than, than pushing us apart, it actually brings us together. So one of the most, I, I'm going to share this real quick. We have an, another clip, one final clip I want us to, to tackle. But um, one of the most powerful stories of forgiveness is Corey Ten Boom. You know Corey Ten Boom? You know that name? In a concentration camp um, in Nazi Germany and um, is not killed, you know, makes it through. She's a follower of Jesus, and she begins to teach about forgiveness. And she's uh, preaching or telling her story in a, I think it was a German church at one point. And as she's talking about forgiveness, she sees one of the prison guards in the room from the concentration camp she was at. And she's talking about forgiveness. And she's thinking, oh, at the end, he'll leave he doesn't, he walks down to the front and he tells her he's now a Christian and God has forgiven her, him for all that he did and will she forgive him? And she said she began to just wrestle with what to do in that moment. And the truth is her emotion did not want to forgive him. I mean, does your emotion want to forgive when you're hurt? No. And she says this, she says, forgiveness is not an emotion. I knew that. It's an act of the will. Now, this is so important for us because we're never going to feel like giving forgiveness. We just don't, I mean, that just doesn't happen. We don't feel like giving forgiveness. Forgiveness is an act of the will, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. That's a powerful little line. The will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. And she said in a moment of what she explained as the Holy Spirit, she was able to reach out her hand and forgive 
this guard who she saw just do horrible things to people that she loved. That's forgiveness. Coming to the place that we're, we're able to allow God's spirit to do something and give something that we can't see ourselves giving out. So in this last scene, um, Lloyd goes home to his, to his father, Jerry's home, father, his father's home, and um, I think the door is open for some forgiveness to take place on both sides. And uh, that's, that's our final scene today. Hey everybody, we're back with one final scene from the movie A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. We hope you've enjoyed it thus far, but this last scene is just so touching. Um, it opens with Lloyd up with his baby in the night, and um, soon you learned out that Lloyd's father, Jerry, is actually now living with them um, because he's ill, he's at the end of his life, and uh, yeah, they've opened their house to him, and so you see this interaction between Lloyd and yeah. Jerry. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a really touching scene, and Jerry actually points to uh, Lloyd's baby and says, I was, I never did this with you, yeah. and uh, goes on to share this moment with his son where he's basically um, saying an apology, yeah. and it's really powerful. He says, Lloyd, I'm sorry for leaving you and your sister. It was selfish, and it was cruel. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And you can begin to see Lloyd's face and demeanor change, almost the shock that his dad is actually saying he's sorry. Yeah. yeah. And, crazy to yeah. watch it happen. Yeah. And um, so I got a little emotional seeing yeah. it. You may too. Um, and then his dad says, it's not fair. It's not fair that I'm just figuring out how to live my life and I'm mm -hmm. at the end of my life. Mm -hmm. And um, man, I, I can relate with that. That's a powerful line. And then he says, I love you. Mm -hmm. and I've always loved you. Yeah. And Lloyd, um, up until this point in the movie, you realize that Lloyd has never actually called his dad, dad. He's just addressed him as Jerry and referred to him as Jerry because he just didn't ever have a relationship with him. And what's powerful about that scene is when Jerry says, I love you, son. Um, Lloyd says, I love you too, dad. Um, and it's just this beautiful moment of reconciliation and healing for both of them. They're both ha uh, crying, they have tears in their eyes. And you see their son, um, Lloyd's son uh, with them as well, just the three generations. And you start to see the possibilities of healing and moving forward in life because of forgiveness. So really, really beautiful. Hope you get a chance to watch this movie. Hope you get a chance to watch this scene. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for joining us for week two of At The Movies. Let's go and listen to what Matt uh, has to say about this clip.
uh, Lisa Turkist, something like that. I came across this uh, in one of her books, Staying Here, Blaming Them, Forever Defining Your Life by What They Did Will Only Increase the Pain. And worse, it will keep projecting out onto others. The more our pain consumes us, the more it controls us. And sadly, it's those who least deserve to be hurt, whom our unresolved pain will hurt the most. That last scene is that quote. When the grandfather kind of smiles at the end with the baby crying, I mean, that's, that's the chain. And um, I realize there's some in the room who um, don't have the opportunity to forgive the person who hurt you. They're, maybe they've passed away or you don't have an opportunity like that, but it's still important to work through forgiveness. Sometimes primarily for the people you love the most, your children and your grandchildren, your best friends, the people who are all around you. So the question is, is this, um, is, there, is there any in unresolved and unforgiven pain from your past? And if so, are you ready to begin that journey towards healing, forgiveness? wholeness. And, um, you know, we've, I've, I've talked a little bit this year about the Lord's Prayer. I think it's such a powerful prayer. And that last line in, in the Lord's Prayer, this is a dangerous piece of the prayer. Forgive us, like asking God to forgive us as we forgive the people around us. <laughs> It's a, like this is such a powerful prayer every day because it reminds us that the more we experience the, the love and the grace and the forgiveness of our Heavenly Father, the more we're able to pour that out and to release it to other people. And it can be powerful both for that, that person we're forgiving, but it's so powerful for us to get to that place. Um, one thing I've, I've learned, I know I'm young and have, I keep thinking I'm young and I have a long way to go. Um, I've learned that uh, forgiveness, like a lot of things, is a journey. It's not a one-time deal. I think I heard someone once talk about it as it's, it's like a garden, you know, it's never done. And it's something we have to, because those weeds will pop up, something will remind us, and like it's something we have to continually work on. So I don't, I don't know where you are in the journey, and I don't know maybe what God has nudged in your heart and in your soul today. Um, I, think, I think forgiveness is something we all need. Again, whether it's something we need to ask for or something we need to to grant. So would you stand with me and um, just in this last moment together, um, 
as we sing. I want you to feel the freedom to, to respond however you need to respond. And for some, that's the candles in the back corner of the room. And light represents God's presence. So maybe you just need to light a candle and say, God, I, I need your spirit to work in me so that I can forgive someone. Maybe you want to take communion to be reminded of God's forgiveness for you. That's what those symbols represent is just God's unending grace, unfailing love for you and me. At the end of the service, we'll have a prayer team up here, and maybe you just want to ask someone to pray for you. We want to give you that space too. So God, we, we turn our hearts and our minds towards you. We, we want to experience your freedom so that we can allow it to spill out in forgiveness for others. Help us to do that, God.